Welcome to MRS Bulletin's Materials News Podcast, providing breakthrough news and interviews with researchers on the hot topics of biomaterials, quantum materials, sustainability, artificial intelligence, perovskites, and robotics. My name is Sophia Chen. To prevent the spread of COVID-19 in the long term, we will almost certainly need a vaccine against the disease. Scientists worldwide are now racing to make them. Several companies have announced vaccine candidates, and some have even begun testing vaccine candidates in phase one clinical trials. For example, the companies Moderna and Inovio are now conducting clinical trials in Seattle, Philadelphia, and Kansas City. Other vaccine candidates are also on the way, although experts estimate that it will take 12 to 18 months at the earliest for any of them to be available for widespread use. Stephen Balmert, a biomedical engineer from the University of Pittsburgh, is part of an international collaboration that has made such a candidate vaccine for COVID-19. They've tested their vaccine in mice and gotten promising results. I think everybody wants to know when's this going to be in humans. At this point, we don't know, hopefully soon, but it's really not entirely up to us. We're continuing to do additional studies in mice and then putting together the paperwork and the additional testing studies that the FDA wants to see. It's called Investigational New Drug or IND application. So we're trying to put together that to get approval from the FDA to begin a clinical trial. Under the microscope, the pathogen resembles a sphere adorned with spikes, known as spike proteins. Balmert's vaccine is made of these spike proteins. To produce the spikes, they introduce the genetic instructions for making the proteins into human embryonic kidney cell lines. These cells make the proteins. Then, the idea is to introduce the spike proteins into the human body, which teaches the immune system to recognize these proteins and produce antibodies that neutralize the virus. Their COVID-19 vaccine piggybacks off previous research on a similar coronavirus, the pathogen that causes Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Balmert's colleague, Andreo Gomboto, also of the University of Pittsburgh, had previously studied the MERS virus in his lab. They had already identified at that point that there's a particular part of the virus, which is called the S protein or the um, spike protein. They had identified that that was a good target for vaccines. Targeting the spike protein is a popular approach, but Balmert's team uses a distinctive delivery method. Instead of injecting the vaccine via a traditional needle, they package their vaccine as a small, fingertip-sized patch covered in very small, short needles. The needles are made of a material called carboxymethylcellulose, a hydrogel that dissolves in the skin. Each one is 225 microns in width, 750 microns in length, with a pointy tip shaped like a tiny Washington monument. Each of those needles has the vaccine in the tips, so in the kind of pyramidal part at the the top. And then there's a flat backing underneath that you use for the application. You would put the needles down onto the skin and then apply them with your thumb. This patch delivery method offers a few advantages. We say the application of the microneedle kind of feels a little bit like the Velcro, the hook part of the Velcro. So you can feel the pressure and you can feel the microneedle, but it's not painful in the sense that a traditional injection is. In addition, the patch deposits the spike proteins into the skin as opposed to muscle, like many traditional vaccines. This offers potential benefits as well. The skin contains a high concentration of immune cells because it protects the body from foreign particles. So you have potentially 
somewhat of a dose sparing effect where you get a stronger immune response with the same dose, or you can use less dose to get the same immune response as you would with a regular injection. So in that sense, it requires potentially less vaccine. They could also be easier and cheaper to store compared to other vaccines. With these microneedle arrays, the carboxymethyl cellulose and the hydrogel material around the vaccine itself kind of maintains the structure of the vaccine, maintains its bioactivity. So you don't have to keep them refrigerated. You don't have to have refrigerated shipping. Uh, You don't have to store them in a refrigerator necessarily. So that's another potential advantage. They've published peer-reviewed results indicating the vaccine produces antibodies in mice. Now, they're running tests to confirm that their results are reproducible and are working to gain approval from the Food and Drug Administration to begin clinical trials in humans. This work was published in a recent issue of eBiomedicine. My name is Sophia Chen from the Materials Research Society. For more news, log onto the MRS Bulletin website at mrsbulletin.org and follow us on Twitter at MRSBulletin. Don't miss the next episode of MRS Bulletin Materials News. Subscribe now. Thank you for listening.